Father, we do thank you so much for this week. And God, we ask for a special help, um, Lord, to, to stay awake, to be able to receive even still. Uh, Father, we do ask that, Lord, all of the things that we've learned from Pastor Jeff and the different men that uh, have spoken this week, that, Lord, that would not fall on deaf ears. Um, Lord, that, um, God, I guess that, that we would not listen to it and, and be excited by it, but as, as Pastor Allen was saying, that, that we would just put it on repeat, that it would just keep cycling through our minds and our hearts, and Lord, that we would truly consider that the things that we've learned yesterday, that we need to learn them again, and that we need to, to apply them to our lives. And so, Lord, I just, I ask for help Lord, with my own life, all of the things that I feel have been pertinent. Um, God, I think so many times um, how I'll, I'll write something down, I'll take a note and I'll think, man, this is the most important thing. I got to get this down. I need to tell someone I need to live this. And then, Father, I, I wake up the next day and it's gone. And uh, Lord, I just pray against that for, for everyone who's been here, for everyone who has been a part of Mission Focus um, at their home church. Um, Father, for everyone who has been a part of this conference, whether in this room or abroad, that, Lord, we wouldn't just receive these things as good uh, knowledge tips, but that, Father, um, truly they would change our, our outlook, our, our perspective on the mission and our involvement in it. And so, God, I just we ask for your help to do that. Um, and, God, you're good to do that. You're good to help us in the areas where we struggle. Lord, I can only speak for myself, but uh, my mind, uh, it's, it's very limited. And so um, if there's anyone like me, Lord, that, that has learned so much this week but, but needs help applying it, God, give us grace. And uh, Lord, let your spirit just dwell on us richly. And Lord, we love you so much. We ask for a help this morning as we conclude. Amen. Okay. Good morning. Uh, my name is Dan Renault, and I'm the pastor of Living Faith in Lee Summit. And we um, are, we were a church plant um, just last year. In fact, at Mission Focus, uh, for those of you who are here, um, we were sent out along with the Schaefers. And I think, yeah, you guys are right there. And, um, man, that was not an emotional time at all. That was just no, no big deal at all, right? Right, Mark? We're like singing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was awesome though. And, and uh, it's been so good. Um, real quick though, a plug, um, Pastor, Pastor Bess was saying, um, we're going to have a panel um, at, after this session. Be thinking about questions even right now, you know, because, because, you know, you listen to me and then we'll have a break and then, man, a bunch of Pastors will come up and, and godly men and, they'll, and, and someone will say, okay, questions. And everyone's thinking, hmm, I should have been thinking about that, right? So, so right now, you know, I'm going to be boring. You guys know that, right? I'm just letting you know. Uh, and so because of that, you have ample time to uh, think of questions to ask. But seriously, please, please do that. that. That makes the panel time very profitable. And I mean that. Um, when it's just kind of, well, I don't know. So, Alan, how do you do it? You know, 
it. Right? <laughs> He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Um, so anyway, be thinking about that now. But I do want to give an update on um, how the Lord has been working in our lives in, at Living Faith and Lee Summit. And there's, there's so much to say. Um, I do want to give a little bit of, um, just to tell the story a little bit. There's a lot of people here that I don't think have heard it. Lee Summit is um, just a, a suburb of Kansas City. It's about 25 minutes from here. And uh, honestly, my, my heart was not to plant a church in Lee Summit. Um, I, I had talked to Sam, uh, Sam Miles, my pastor, many times about the desire to be a church planter. And I just let him know the desires of my heart. And, and, and a lot of times I was just philosophizing about, well, maybe this place, you know, and maybe, maybe this place. And, and truly what happened over time as I was faithful in the place where I was, and I hope you guys heard that this week, look for opportunities where you are rather than looking for opportunities somewhere else, rather than looking to, to be sent to somewhere else, be sent here, right? Be, be present here. I tell a lot of our, our young adults at Living Faith, be here now. Be here now. Don't try to be somewhere else now. Be here now and see what God does in your life. And so anyway, um, I was serving the Lord as the college and young adults pastor at Midtown uh, for the last few years. And at the same time, we were starting a bunch of small groups throughout the city. And uh, we had started a college ladies and a college men's small group in Lee Summit. And um, through the process of time, uh, one of our uh, members of the college ministry who lives in Lakewood in Lee Summit uh, felt the burden to minister to uh, their kids' school and a kids' club got started. Well, that's kind of out of my wheelhouse. I was working with college students, but at the same time, this was one of the, uh, the members of our class. And, and man, so we were excited about that. And uh, throughout that process, about 18 young kids were going to this kids' Bible study. Uh, and I could, I could go on and on about that. That's a really cool story. You could ask me about that later. But out of that, there was a desire to reach the families of these children. And so what we did is we decided to um, go around the neighborhood and just invite them to a neighborhood block party. And so we, we went to the park and we, we created this huge carnival. And uh, from that, about 200 people came from this carnival. And uh, man, it was a blast. A lot of the college and young adults helped in this. If you're here today and you helped with that, that was probably, I think, 2015, 2000, who, who, who helped with that? Yeah, now was, that was a good time, wasn't it? And I'd say probably about, what, 200 people around there um, came during a, during a three-hour period. When, when they came, we gave them a little, like, uh, brown sack or something, you know, like, you know, where they had food, and there was an invitation to a Bible study the next day. And, and we're just trusting the Lord that God would bring souls, that, that God had bring these, these children. There was about 17 kids and with their moms that were coming to this Bible study, but that God would bring families and God would, 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 would bring mom and dad as well, that they would learn the word of God. And so after that, that neighborhood block party, a blast, right? It was such a good time. What we did is, is we were just, Lord, we're going to see and uh, so I'm sitting in, in uh, Joe Medlin's house and, and a bunch of other people are and we just don't know. And then, then the, the first person who's not a part of our group comes and they, they walk through the door and I, I'm here for the Bible study. And I think everyone who was a part of our team is like, 
you know, like, you know, like we're all hopping around, like, oh, that's one, you know, and, and then another lady comes, and, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know what to do now, <laughs> you know, like, now that they are here, and uh, so, man, it was a, a good time, and, and, and we had a few, a few guests in, in that first time, and then, then the next time, those same people came back. So I guess we were doing something right, right? And so, so they came back and they kept coming. And then, hey, you know, uh, I want to invite, invite my friends. Yeah, this is completely open to your friends. And, and, and at the same time, our, our team that was a part of that Bible study was also just constantly inviting friends. And long story short, um, that Bible study grew from August of 2015 to about July of 2016, we had at one point 57 people in this home. And so we had a children's ministry downstairs and, and there's this like, this, is, this was part of it. We, have, we would have kids downstairs, we'd have dinners and we were just being obedient. At the same time, we're, we're doing, you know, I'm doing Kaya, I'm doing Kaya here and, and loving every minute of it. And I believe that most of the college students here know that yeah, we didn't want to leave. <laughs> that wasn't like, man, I'm so tired of those guys. Uh, in my opinion, it is the absolute best ministry that you can be a part of. Okay, it's, it's awesome, right? But at the same time, I can't deny that God was doing something. God was doing something here. And so, yeah, and you'll see that that's also, it's just a, if I got boring, you can watch that, right? So there you go, which probably has already happened. Anyway, <laughs> By 2016, um, we are averaging over 50 people, about, about 30 to 35 adults and about 15 to 20 kids um, each week. And, and we have a children's curriculum that we're creating each week with the kids downstairs in the basement, and the adults are going through Bible studies. And this is every Sunday night, and it's a really good time. And during this time, um, I just I bring it up to Sam again. I say, Sam, I don't know, but, but there's something that seems like there's some traction and so the pastors prayed for, for three weeks. We prayed and fasted, and it was confirmed that God uh, was planting a church in Lee Summit. And so it's very exciting. Um, from August 2016 to January 2017, we entered into a time of planning and preparation uh, for that next step. And, and in January 2017, we were commissioned as a church and as well as Living Faith Tampa. Um, and so we got started, right? Um, but we've been, right now, after our church, we're doing the same thing that we did before the church. Did you guys get that? Guess what we're doing? We're doing small groups in our homes, right? Because the goal is constantly to invest the word of God in the souls of men. And so, really, uh, if you are a part of our church, well, what are you guys doing? The ministry model is simple, <laughs> We want to disciple and equip the saints. We want to evangelize the lost and we want to edify them and, and encourage them in the word of God. And so really, anyone who's a living faith is gonna agree. We preach the word on Sundays. We have a time of worship and exaltation of his name. And then if you're interested, we're gonna one-on-one -on -one meet with you to go through a discipleship process, a discipleship relationship. And with that said, we're also hoping that we have small groups of the word, small groups of prayer, I think that's about it, right? And there's nothing wrong with, with if a church has more activities. It's just that's where we're at, and really that's the focus of what we want to do. 
And so right away when the church began, we started small groups in homes. And so we have a college and young adult small group. We have uh, right now a, a mom's small group. We have a ladies' small group. We have uh, a family and a couple small group. Am I missing one, Blade? No? But we're, we're, we're establishing different small groups throughout the Lee Summit area. It was in April that we began um, our discipleship ministry and, and Many of you guys know that the Living Faith Fellowship just revamped our discipleship materials. And uh, we were in this kind of precarious position of using the directions lessons for about, you know, four or five months and then switching over. And we just felt that that seemed a little bit uh, counterproductive, if you will. And so we became the guinea pigs, right? And, and so thank you, Tony. I appreciate that, all your work, and Troy and Kenny. Um, man, that was so awesome, and it helped us. Even in the, you know, we had revisions, and I'd be talking with my disciple, and I'd be like, well, hey, read this verse, and they're saying, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> because I'd have a version, and then he'd have a version, or whatever it is, but we got all that figured out, and so we are using the new materials, and it's been, it's been good. It's been difficult. You know, we've been getting it all, you know, situated, but it's been awesome, and so we started our discipleship ministry back in April. Currently, right now, we have 20 people that are involved in the discipleship process at Living Faith. And uh, it's, man, that's just a God thing. Uh, we, we've probably had about six to eight people that have also checked out, right? They skipped out, right? Um, once they began to realize who we are as a church. And uh, man, guys, we've had a lot of that. One of the things that, that Pastor Sam Miles told me before we, we started, he says, you don't want to be a church that grows by transfer growth. You don't want to be a church because instead of a discipleship ministry, you'll have a counseling ministry. And man, when he said that, and that's, that's been years ago now, but when he said that, I said, okay, I'm going to put that like, that's a note I'm going to keep, <laughs> highlighted. Uh, and, you know, and we've had some of that. It's kind of impossible not to have, you know, people that are kicking tires but I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the way to, to plant a church, right, is not to take fruit from someone else, right? The way to plant a church is to find those who do not know the Lord or those who are not invested in the body of Christ, who are either dying on the vine or they're looking for it. But, but guys, I'm telling you, and, and it's, it's inevitable, okay? Uh, at least in the States, it's, it's inevitable that, that you're going to have individuals who will come from another place. But anyone who's a part of living faith, and I'm sure anyone who's a part of le uh, leadership in, in a church knows that's not the easy route. And, it's, and, and man, in your flesh, it seems like it is. It seems like, well, man, if I, you know, if I, if I just you know, get into this guy's life, he, he already loves the Lord. He's got some education behind him. Headache. Headache. What you want to do is you want to disciple people. You want to bring up your own fruit. Okay, and, and, if, and man, if I can just be clear about that in the same way that, that Sam was clear with me, uh, because then your first ministry is going to be a counseling ministry, not a discipleship ministry. Because if they've been disgruntled at another church, they're going to be disgruntled with you, right? And so, anyway, please just consider that. Um, we are now taking, um, well, my wife is, we, we, we're taking, I think, one, maybe two people through woman to woman. Uh, we are taking some people through premarital. So there's some cool things, right? There's, there's some things that, that God is allowing us to do with discipleship. And, and honestly, uh, what is woman to woman but discipleship? 
What is premarital but, but discipleship? Everything needs to revolve around discipleship and, and equipping the saints in the word of God so that they, they can live excellently for their king. And so we're doing those things. In September, we had close to 50 people uh, join us. So that was our, that was our I don't know, if, is it inaugural or charter? I, I don't know the right words. I'm, I'm not Baptist enough, I guess, but we, we had 50 be- people become our first members this year we had 13 baptisms, so praise the Lord for 13, right? Uh, we had 13 baptisms, and man, salvations are a little bit more difficult to gauge, but I'd say probably close to the same number of salvations as well in our first year, and so we've had 13 baptisms around the same number of, of salvations. Um, in September of 2018, I'm just wanting to give you a little bit of an update, in September of 2018, we're starting our Discipleship 2 ministry. And so the desire is for the first 20 people that are going through the process now, that by God's grace, they will be finished with um, the, you know, the tool that we're using so that they can begin the discipleship two process in September. In September of 2019, I'm just vision casting with you, if, if you may. Um, in 2019, we're going to begin offering our LFBI classes as well. And so, uh, just so you guys know, this is kind of the process that we're taking this first year, uh, again, by God's grace, is to establish disciples um, and, in, and to establish them in the four goals of discipleship. From that, we're going to instill the Discipleship 2 material in 2018, and so that's our desire. In 2019, we're going to begin the LFBI ministry. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if begin, but... but hop on, right? We're going to be a part of, of what we're doing here. And uh, just last week, and I think you guys might have seen, man, that was a good picture right there. Um, just last week, this is good timing. This is our new space. Just for Christmas Eve, we met in our new space. Those are our kids. That's awesome. Um, and that's, uh, man, sorry. Sorry about that photo. Um, yeah, this is our new space, though. We've been meeting at the Stanley event space at 3rd and Douglas. And so for anyone who's local, and you have friends that live in the Lee Summit area, and maybe there's not a connection to your church as well. Um, man, third and Douglas at the Stanley event space. We are portable, okay? So we're picking up and we're, we're, we're breaking down all, the, all in the same day. And so it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun as well. But just to give you a little recap, we were meeting on the second floor of a building with our children's ministry on the first floor. And what that, man, that was hard on some of our, some of our elders, right? That was hard on, on some of our seniors. And, uh, and, it, and it wouldn't have been available for anyone who had a disability. And so quite literally, we were not a church that was available to all people, which, which isn't okay. And so, but, but it was what God gave us, and so it made it okay, okay? But we were praying, and the Stanley has, uh, and this is, that's, that's, uh, that's our first week, yeah. And so that's where we were meeting, but but God, man, through his wisdom and guidance over this last year, allowed us to partner with the Stanley to build out a ground floor space right befo- behind where we currently meet. And man, it's, it's a beautiful space and, and we're, we're blessed to have it. But we believe that, that a building, I know like, like many of the pastors would, would already attest wisely, a building's just a tool. We know that, right? It's just a tool. But thank God for the tools that he does give us and so we believe that, that with this tool, um, that more opportunities for discipleship is going to take place. And so we're excited about that. Um, but we met there last week. 
Um, see what else I have written down. Okay. Now here's the thing though, I'd like you to turn, and I guess that's kind of where we're at. Um, we, we are praying for vision for 2018, especially as it relates to equipping uh, the saints. Uh, but I'd like you to turn to Isaiah 50, if you will. And I want to challenge you in the word just for a second. Isaiah chapter 50, and if you look at verse 2, it says, Look unto Abraham and... Uh, you, might, you can turn that off if you want, it's fine. Unless you guys want it on. Again, there, I know there's motivations for that. So. But hang with me. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 2 says, Wherefore, when I came, was there no man? When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke, I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stinketh because there is no water and dieth for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness and I make sackcloth their covering. This is God's universe that he made. Verse four, the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. And I want you guys to to catch that, and I want you to read that as, as if you are able to say those words. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know what? What, what, what should I know to do? How to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as he, uh, uh, hear as the learned. Verse five. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Brothers and sisters, I want to challenge you this morning that if we as a collection of churches do not plant churches, no one will. We are a very special group of churches and I'm not trying to say that as if we in and of ourselves, man, that, that we're awesome, but we are a very particular group of churches. This fellowship is a wonderful thing and Pastor Allen was, was, was speaking of the details of, of, of what make us who we are. And why that's so important. But I, I want to challenge you, brothers and sisters, right now, that we must plant churches. That must be something that each one of us is, is, is wrestling with. And you're like, well, I, I don't think I'm going to be uh, a, a part of a church plant. I'm sorry. Yes, you are. Even if you aren't the one that actually goes with the select group of people for that particular mission, if you are a part of that church that sends a church plant, you are a part of a church plant. And so we as the church need to plant churches. When we consider the Great Commission, was the Great Commission given to particular individuals, uh, singular Christians, or was the Great Commission given to the church as a whole? And I get it. I understand that, yes, you have a personal responsibility to live out the Great Commission, but the Great Commission 
was given to the church. And so we collectively, and so if you're, if you're leaving mission focus this week, one of the things that we have to consider right now is that we all have a responsibility to plant churches in this world. We all have a responsibility to either be a part of a sending operation or being the ones that God's Holy Spirit sends. When I look at Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4, it says, The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. And some of you guys will say, well, well, that's not me, brother. What do you think the whole process of last night was about? What do you think the LFBI school is about? What do you think D2 is about? What do you think Discipleship One is about? And what do you think the process of repeating is all about? After you've learned it, you realize, wow, God, continue, Lord. Continue to teach me. Continue to mold me and make my way as your way, as Psalm 119 so many times would tell us. And so when we consider this, and when we consider the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know, what? How to speak. And, and what are you wanting to speak? You're wanting to speak a word to the weary. And brothers and sisters, wait, wait, you know, for those who, who live in Kansas City, it might not seem evident that Lee Summit's weary. Uh, Lee Summit is a, is a weary city. They have every church imaginable. They have every church imaginable but very few Bible-believing churches. Man, they got churches that are doing the slickest things you can think of. And I'm not, I have no problem with someone doing, doing things excellently. We should do things excellently unto the Lord. Okay, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about slick and the power of the flesh. You know, trying to find a way to be, to be smooth, trying to find a way to, to gather people, but, but they're giving them nothing. I'm telling you guys, uh, and again, not because living faith or LSBT, or any of the other churches, Living Word. It's not because we got it all figured out. But I'm telling you guys, there's 100,000 people in Lee Summit. And it's a, it's a upper middle class city, town. I mean, they don't have options. And we got, we got young believers, young believers in Lee Summit who don't know Jesus. And they've gone to church their whole life and they've gone to, quote, Bible-believing, expository churches. And they don't know God. I, I teach at Longview um, Community College in the area. And I was talking to a student who, is, who goes to a, a local church in Lee Summit. And I spent an hour, I was grading his, his work. And, and uh, you know, I saw he had like a brace that like said, believe, you know, in Jesus. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going for it. And so... So I started talking to him, and, and, and so for an hour, do you know what I had to convince him to do? And I, and I didn't win, by the way. Read his Bible. And he told me about dreams and visions, and I said, well, how, how, how do you know that those are, are good? And I, and I said, is it because you like them? He goes, well, you know, I said, so it's of the Lord if it's a good vision, isn't it? And honestly, guys, that's basically what his answer was. And, so, and not only was this kid, you know, and man, it appeared as if he loved the Lord. I don't know if he's saved. I truly don't. I'm telling you, I don't. But guess what he's doing? He's a mentor for a youth ministry in a local church. And guys, this is the, 
And, and, it's, and it's not just in Lee Summit, but it's everywhere you go. And, and we drive through our communities and we think, man, well, we live in, a, in such an area where, where, where God is so, uh, you know, uh, he, he's, prev- he's, he's present, he's prevalent. Look up, look up onto the fields and see that they're wide unto harvest. And so I want to challenge you this morning. I want you to consider that, that yes, if, if you go to one of the churches that, that's here right now, and if you are, are taking advantage of the opportunities you have to be educated and equipped in the word of God, guess what you are? You are the learned. And guess what you have opportunity to do? Speak. You have the opportunity, and we must do this. If we don't do this, if our generation, if, if it dies off with the generation that precedes us, and I would just say that's, that, those are the pastors who are teaching us right now. If it dies off with, with Alan and with Sam and with Jeff and with Mark and these individuals, if it dies off with them and, there's, and the, the burden that we all carry to be a part of this mission, if that burden doesn't translate into our lives and into our steps and into our movement, we've missed it. We've missed it. Man, I'm faithful in children's ministry. I'm faithful in this. Children's ministry is a church planting ministry. And if we can't see from the very beginning when we're, when we're taking care of a child to the time of discipleship, if you can't see that this is a part of God's great commission, I pray right now that you repent of that and you see that right now I have an opportunity to be a part of something great. As I change diapers, as I'm trying to teach a kid one little verse, and he goes home to mom and dad and, and spouts that off. Or he, he or she uh, says a song that they learned. You guys got to know that those steps are about God's great commission. And discipleship in D2, these things, they make us a people that have the tongue of the learned. That I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. That's our desire. Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59, it says this in verse 2. Isaiah 59, verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. I'm not saying this for you today, but I'm telling you this is the message that we have for a lost and dying world, is that their sins have separated them from God. And right now they, the lost world, is living in the destitute nature of not knowing the infinite, most wonderful God ever. Not their idols, not all the small gods that are around, but the living almighty God. And their sins have separated them from him. This is our message. This is the tongue of the learned. This is what we can speak to the weary. And so brothers and sisters, right now, you need to be praying about how your church, and I'm not even speaking to individuals right now, but I'm telling you, you as an individual, you better think about it. But I'm speaking as a church, how will our churches be a part of the Great Commission? Because if, 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 if our church, if LFF doesn't plant churches, well, this was just a fun game. Mission focus was fun. And man, it was really encouraging. Wow, the praise. Woo! And so then we can get really excited and we can just say, man, that was such a blessing. That was an awesome time. 
man, I just, I just, I mean, wasn't mission focus great? Yeah, right? And we do all the things and we, and we, and we go into the details of that, but yet we haven't done anything. We haven't changed. Brothers and sisters, we must be a people that makes disciples who will make disciples. And we must be a church, right? That loves God's word, that will bring him honor and glory, as Pastor Palera was saying yesterday so eloquently. We must be that people that desires to bring glory to God and desires that the souls of men would be saved and that we have compassion for people. And so I, I say all that to say this, maybe you're supposed to stay. Maybe you're not supposed to go anywhere. But do not for a minute think that you are not a part of this great work of God. And we have to be a part of this. And we have to say yes. And, and, and the answer for all of us just needs to say, yes, Lord, I'm in. Uh, send me, God. And he might send you to the children's ministry. He might send you to hospitality. He might send you to the altar ministry. He might send you to the worship team. He might send you there. And we are all called. And some of us are told, hey, stay with the stuff. Stay with the stuff. Did, did those guys have an important job? Were they not given the same amount of honor? Right? And so I'm going to close right now. I pray that you would pray for us. Um, I know personally I'm desperate for it. I'm so, I desire your prayers so much. Um, We need vision for 2018. We believe God has given us vision, but... I just want to be so sensitive to the, to the leading of God's word. I want, to, I want to be so sensitive to a spirit in our lives so that we're not missing it. I don't want to miss it. Uh, Pastor Sam all, all the time says, I don't want to just play church. I don't want to play church. Um, I don't want to just do and lease some of what we were doing in Midtown and just kind of occupy. I want to be about something that's so much more significant than anything any of us could ever do on our own. And so I want to pray. Before that, Chris, looks like you're coming forward. Um, we're going to take a short break, five minutes. And then, and so, so I'm like the worst offender. Five minutes, guys. Come on now. Uh, don't look for me. Uh, no, but five minutes, uh, we need to, and I'll, I'll pray real fast, but, but, but five minutes um, and just a, just a minute. And Chris, it sounds like you have... So we want to pray for you, and we want to pray for the the Living Faith Lee Summit. Are there other members of Living Faith Lee Summit here? Just go ahead and stand up if you're a a member of Living Faith Lee Summit. And Mark Schaefer, can you come up here and then pray for Dan and and these guys so you can reach out and get a hand on on them or, or... just, just that, and then after you pray, then, then hand it back to Dan, and you can close out this session for us in prayer.